0: Log Talk Radio We're all Sick, tired,
1: Morning, Bobby Rodrigo here. I take liberty with my coffee. How's everybody this morning? October 16th. Just a little bit under 30 days until the next election cycle is over. Wouldn't that be nice? I actually would really like that. Glad to be with you all. We've been uh, away for a minute dealing with some personal stuff and taking care of the end of the summer and doing some traveling and and now we're back at it. Really, really happy about today's show. It's special. As a lot of you know I mean there's so much to talk about and what's going on in the world, but as a lot of you a lot of you know listen to the show, one of the areas that concerns me the most is the foreign policy of the United States as well as the fact that we have never had peace in my lifetime, and in many lifetimes, uh, and many others' lifetimes, Uh, and it is important when there are initiatives and actions by people of good conscience to spread the word of peace around the world, and we're going to be talking at length about that today, really, really happy to be a part of something This special and we'll be talking a lot More about the collaboration uh, With the great John Kirkman coming up in a little While As we know We are in the middle of A Ridiculous election cycle For so many reasons You you have The lunacy of Donald Trump and The rhetoric that has gone along with it You have the candidacy Of Hillary Clinton When we're dealing with every single day, it seems like whatever scandal or, I don't know, I don't know what to call it anymore, but whatever situation has been revealed that Hillary has been involved with or the Clinton Foundation. And then, of course, you have the other candidates for president from the other parties who are not being allowed to play in the sandbox we all know that the debate rules are run by a private corporation and not the League of women voters anymore. So you have a situation where other party candidates are, are locked out, you know, demanding specific polling numbers for them to even be included allegedly. And of course, depending upon the polling that they're looking at, it, it, you know that, that it either works or it doesn't work as far as by the numbers are concerned. Uh, But Joe Stein and Gary Johnson should be heard in the debate. So that's going on. Uh, And then you have the way people are talking to each other about it, of course. There is a a fury over the conversations that have been coming out, particularly from Donald Trump's camp as well as his history. You know, And, and, of course, one of the things that was, Highlighted by the media, uh, wonderful, wonderful mainstream media, uh, of course, was the was the I you have to call it sexual harassment talk or sexual assault talk by uh, Trump on tape years ago. You know that the Republicans and the followers of Donald Trump are talking are calling locker room talk, and and of course the followers of Hillary Clinton and and the people who disagree with that kind of Uh, rhetoric from anybody in in anywhere's life, of course, is highlighting the fact that, you know, he is this type of person who would speak like that, who would act like that. And then you're seeing all these, all these uh, allegations. And it is interesting. I did see a comment from my, one of my friends, personal friends was talking about how up until 30 days before the election that there has never been, in 40 years of being the spotlight, any allegations like this against Donald Trump, and now that this has happened, when he came out with the revealing the, the, um, the tape, which, of course, he has admitted that is real. There's nothing not real about what he said. He apologized for the language, if you could call it that. But, of course, now, 30 days before the election, here comes all these people out of the woodwork uh, accusing him of sexual assault. So, from, you know, so I can understand people's skepticism, you know, in in that regard, sure, but he still said it, and that's the kind of person he is, and that does matter, people. Uh, you know, the, he actually, what, what's interesting about what he said is he, he's also said in his life that, you know, people who do those types of things say those types of words are actually, that is actually the kind of person that they really are. That's out of his mouth, that's out of mine. And of course, it makes me sick to hear stuff like that. You know, the, I, I have, uh, you've you heard me say on the show before, I believe that the world that we live in is far more sexist even than racist, which says a lot to me, uh, I think. And, and if you look at it, you know, even religion puts the woman in third place. Many religions, not all religions, of course, and not, not everybody abides by that particular thing, but I was talking about this the other day, and, and I, I remember Michelle Bachman even saying that when she was running for president, the last uh, presidential election cycle, where she – remember, she was one of the ones that were in the lead for five minutes when we went through all of that the last time, a different GOP front runner when they were doing the primaries. And Michelle even said that she was in third place behind God and her husband, and then it was her, and here she was running for president. So that mindset is out there and is common in various religions all all, all around the world. So here you have this big mess of ritual, of nasty conversation, coming from all directions in that regard. And, of course, as much as we're not talking about policy issues that are important to the presidential cycle, one must remember, in my view, that the issue of someone who says that comment, you know, uh, I I can grab a woman and her pussy anytime I feel like it, is is an issue in itself in our society. You know, I was reading the other day in the National Law Journal that 44% the, how do they put that? The males who are getting partnerships in law firms are earning on average 44% more than women partners. You know, so, all the things that go with that are important. And mind you, you know, I'm not necessarily in favor of the government coming in and fixing that, but, damn it, it needs to be fixed. You know, I mean, I would prefer if society would do it on their own, but it doesn't seem to want to happen that way because, again, you know, we are sexist in our workforce and, and the respect that we give women. You know, and guys, you know, this is about us. Uh, and no matter what you want to think, this is about us and our behavior. You know, locker room talk. I don't want to catch my son having locker room talk like that. Not at all. That's not how you respect women. You're supposed, you know, respecting women is is more about how you respect them when you're not with them than when as much as when you are with them. You don't just get to play the hypocrisy role, guys. This is about men fixing the behavior of men. So keep that in mind, please. And let's step up and you know start evolving. You know, considering that this is as old as Cain and Abel, our behavior, the behavior of men. We we really need to stop this kind of behavior. I mean, that's half of the world's and the mother of our children, our daughters, and our mothers. And give me a break. We just, let's change that. So, you know, as I mentioned, foreign policy tends to. Be a really important issue with me And and I talk about it a lot Especially during the election cycle of course Because it's not talked about a lot You know I find the the presidential candidates Spending a lot of time On Discussing Issues that not necessarily Are in the control Of the presidency You know the executive doesn't handle the money The House of Representatives does The executive doesn't pass budgets The House of Representatives does The executive of course will submit a budget Interesting enough, the House of Representatives didn't even have any hearings on the budget submitted this past year by the president, which is another problem that we have. But the area that the executive has the most power in is the one that they don't talk about, and that's foreign policy. Now, of course, we hear the rhetoric about ISIS this, ISIS that, and close the borders, but really real, in real discussion about foreign policy, real discussion about how We're going to approach him diplomatically. Remember that this president that we have right now, President Obama, won a Nobel Peace Prize basically on the promises of how he was going to deal with the world diplomatically. And then, of course, he didn't do what he said um, for the most part. Iran aside, he didn't do what he said for the most part. He doubled down on, on George Bush's drone program, et cetera. And, you know, so the rest of the world... To some degree, at least, we are the evil empire, and they're not really far off on that discussion because, you know, we have 900-plus military bases all over the world. We do whatever we want in the Middle East pretty much. You know, we are the biggest arms dealer there is in the world. And, we are, you know, we are involved in over 100 action, military actions right this minute in the world. That is hardly a a prelude to peace, and that is unfortunate because it would be nice to see peace in the world. That peop that we could evolve as as a world together and and not be killing people, not be at war. And, and of course, we all know the reasons for war: money, greed, rating for uh, when it comes to to natural resources. Africa is a great example of that. Uh, And then, of course, you have extremism and many, many reasons why these things happen. Well, what also happens are movements in our society that promote peace. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the show, just recently, September 21st it was, there was a spoken word musical collaboration that was released um, called Action Moves People United. And I'll just give you a little background on the album and what we're going to be talking about today. Over 300 international artists contributed from over 30 different countries featuring Dan Aykroyd, Julian Lennon, Kathy Sledge, Alan White, Jeff Downs, John Wetton, Patrick Moraz, Annie Haslam, Janice Ian, Martin Barry, Colin Andrews, Lilius White, and many, many other artists. Now, this was done in from a time standpoint, the anniversary, right around the anniversary of John Lennon's death. And as everybody knows who's followed John Lennon and his career and in his words, he was a big man of peace for a very long time. So Action Moves People United is a world peace project with uh, UNESCO and USF UCA. It was produced by Grammy winner Kevin Mackey, award-winning producer Krista Walligan, and Guinness World Record holder, musician, and award-winning filmmaker Ruben Sarma. Through media initiatives in collaboration with artists, authors, and organizations from all around the world, the AMPU's mission of establishing a peaceful planet and a healthy biosphere will be, on, will be an ongoing commitment. One of the goals for the project is to pair up artists who live in opposing countries for a collaboration that go beyond politics, religion, and borders. That's wonderful. The team has produced a musical spoken word album that will exchange ideas, stories, and information focused on bringing about world peace through individual responsibility education, and helping each other. The goal of the project is to raise awareness of environmental and humanitarian crisis and find actionable solutions. UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, strives to promote peace and security among nations through education, science, and culture. I pray for the moment, and this is a quote, I pray for the moment of mass consciousness when we all wake up and bring peace into our own hearts and souls. It's a challenge, and it's going to take every one of us to make it happen. End of quote. That was Dan Aykroyd. The double CD album with 45 tracks of musical spoken word and songs will be, was officially released on September 21st. As I mentioned, the, the album is available for digital download on iTunes, Amazon, and other stories worldwide. And please visit the site for details. And it's www.actionmovespeopleunited.com. Dot org. So, when I saw this, which was just at the beginning, it was, I think it was at the end of last week, uh, I saw this on John Kirkman's uh, Facebook page being released. And if you don't know who John Kirkman is, you're not paying attention to classic rock. John has been around for a very long time and has been involved in so many different ways in the classic rock field. Plus, he has his own classic rock radio station. We're going to get into all of that. With you, and John was part of the team that was involved getting this album recorded. And one of the things I want to tell you is that this album was released, and it, and I believe it debuted at number eight in the Billboard chart on Billboard. And of course, we'll get into that with with John. Uh, without further ado, I want to introduce you to John Kirkman, and as I, and we're going to get into his in, in, in what is he about, where is he from, what's he been doing, and what brought him into this. Uh, he's calling from across the pond, across the big pond. Good morning, John. I should say good afternoon to you. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you.
1: <laughs> we are right across
2: the pond. We're in Liverpool. Well, I am.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so John's in Liverpool, and John, so so uh, happy to have you on the show. We have met, we met, uh, John is, is a host. Of a rock and roll Progressive rock event called Cruise to the edge And it is just what it sounds It's a it's a cruise with progressive rock Performers, bands, etc That started, uh, they get ready to have their Fourth one I believe it is And I went on the initial one And I met John on the cruise And we've been able to stay in touch You know, as Facebook friends And so many of us do And every now and then we'll say something to each other But when this came up, I had to reach out to you John it's such a wonderful project but before we get into that, I want okay. you to tell uh, my audience a little bit about yourself. Well, how you got started, what have you been doing, and, and what got you this far into classic rock, if you will?
2: Oh Well, I'll, tr- I'll try and condense it because it's over 40 years, believe it or not. I Certainly. First got into, I first got into the music industry when I was 17, straight from school. And what happened, like a lot of people, I was in a band at school. I used to be the bass player. And then the, the band kind of split up. And what happened then was that my guitarist in the band, my best friend, joined another band, and they got signed to RCA Records. They, were very, they had a hit single in the UK. They had a lot of success in Europe and Germany and Japan and Australia. And they wanted somebody with them at their own age to sort of go with them, be their assistant, etc., etc. And I became their roadie stroke personal assistant and within a year they they had huge success in japan and they played a japanese tour and they played with the budokan so that was a kind of
0: <laughs>
2: many people worked Wait. very many years to get to that stage i got in there very very early um since then worked with other bands i've worked with uh, with bands like the who and uh, thin Lizzy, ufo asia yes Lots of bands, and I've worked in recording studios, a lot of radio for the last 38 years, and uh, it's brought me to this point, and uh, to get involved in this project was a huge thrill for me, and I was asked when I was working with the Moody Blues, funnily enough, so um, I was asked by uh, Krista to uh, get involved with this, and like most things, when you get asked, you think, yeah, sure, I'd love to do this. Uh, as you already mentioned, John Lennon was a very, very big ad because of peace and coming from the same place as me um I was very keen on John Lennon, <laughs> as you can imagine, like most
3: people in the world were so totally. it
2: was a great thrill it was a great thrill to be asked and a couple of weeks after that, they sent a poem to me, which I read and uh, it all went from
3: there really
1: you know that, that that's fantastic stuff and and you know as I mentioned when I saw you. Promote, I essentially promoted telling people about it on your Facebook page. I, you know, I immediately looked at it, and I'm like, wow, this needs to, you know, and, of course, we, we know how news and press release works and stuff, and I really hadn't seen much of it yet. I mean, it just got released here a few minutes ago, and it was on the Billboard charts. But I, I thought from, the, like, my show more based on politics and stuff and the peace side of it as opposed to the music side. I, I think it's something that needs to be told that this is happening again, that artists are having to stand up again because of the problems that we are facing in the world. it's not just Mm. the United States. It's just that all the problems uh, that are facing the world and and the warmongering that goes on by governments. I mean, we really are talking about governments. And and so as you were working on on this record, this spoken word and musical collaboration that's there, how much did you guys as a group talk about you know, why you were there and what meant most to you guys?
2: Well, I think I'm like pretty much everybody else involved in this album. Everybody has their own particular reasons for being involved in it. I'm sure. But I think the general reason being involved is peace and humanitarian. You see things on the news. And as you said, there's a lot of war going on. It's, we don't have a big world war these days. Thank goodness. Like we did 60, right. 70 years ago. But we have lots of other little wars going on, and I, I, it, I just think it's a, it's a crime. If you look what's going on in the Middle East right now, it's innocent men, women, and children who are bearing the brunt of this. But, of course, war, and let's not, let's not dress this up, war makes a lot of money for people. And Is I think money, once again, um, has certainly come to play in a lot of what's going on in the world. And, of course, politicians, politicians, I'm not saying all politicians are like that. We have some wonderful politicians who are very much on the ground and very much tuned in to what is going on. But generally speaking, politics and humanitarian things don't seem to gel for some reason. I don't know. If you go right the way back to, again, another Beatle, George Harrison, Concert for Bangladesh. He had to put on a concert to raise money for the people of Bangladesh. And then, of course, sure. there's Live Aid, and there's Farm Aid, and it always seems to be the artists and the musicians and the humanitarians who have to get together to do things. And the government are all going, yes, well done, well done, but they don't seem to do anything, sadly.
1: Uh, you know, that's very true. And we, all, and like you mentioned, the money, and it's so much about money. You, you I had talked a little earlier about The fact that, for example, the United States is the biggest arms deal in the world, and and the amount of money that's going through people's hands on that alone pretty much says it all when it comes to how much money is being made out there. You know, the military-industrial complex, as we call it here in the United States, is is rich beyond words, and the politicians here, people become politicians here to become millionaires, it seems like, uh, almost. We have so many millionaires that are in Congress that weren't millionaires before that. And then you have all these speaking tours, you know, you have even people who commit crimes going back to the Reagan years, uh, the, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Ali Nora, who was was a criminal. And, and he's actually now an analyst on Fox News making all this money. It's amazing to me, uh, as you say, that the, the government just, the government just don't seem to care other than, yay, you guys did a great job and, and we really appreciate it, and we'll take a look at it, and then you know, war still goes on. Uh, I, I, there's no doubt, and and I'm sure that creates a cloud almost. About as much as you guys feel good making something like this, that also creates a cloud. So, you know, sometimes you know, did you hear frustration? I guess because I always say, you know, I hear of course some of it in your voice. Did, did you hear a lot of frustration, or did everybody push that aside?
2: I know. I there's a huge amount of frustration, and I think. Uh, There's an awful lot of frustration with the way the world is. But in the past, it's always been the politicians who have, let's be honest, run the world. I don't have a problem with politicians. Without politicians, you have anarchy. You can't have that. They are a necessary evil, if you like. We have to have politicians. As I said, not all politicians are like this. There's some wonderful politicians out there, real humanitarians. And those people are just wonderful. But the problem that you get as uh, the average person in the street will just go, why isn't the person I voted in standing up for this? I mean, right. so you can make a lot of money. You can actually make a lot of money out of humanitarian things as well. And not only that, you get to feel good. Um I guess war is a quick fix in terms of money, which is sad.
1: Right. Right. So as far as the collaboration is concerned, how, how is the money going to be spent? That's made, on this record, on this uh, collaboration will
2: cause. I think there's a committee, and they decide how these things are done. Of course, the involvement of UNESCO, UNESCO are really there on the ground with all of these conflicts and all of these areas where humanitarian need is is actually present. And they will decide what happens and where the money is spread. This is only the very first album. I'm sure there are lots of other projects that are going to be coming to the fore. Now that this album has come out and it's been very successful, let's be honest. It went straight in the top ten of the compilation charts in Billboard. That is a massive success for this project, yes. and the fact that so many people have got on board and wanted to be part of it, and then so many people have purchased the CD, not only on the, through the online uh, shops and outlets, but also on iTunes and Amazon. But I think that right. uh, I think this really is just the start of thing I and mean, as, as as far as starts go, it's very, very exciting because I think, like most things, when it starts, it's like it was like the peace movement. When that started, it gathered momentum, and a lot of people started thinking, hey, you know, this is something we can get involved in, and I hope the same thing happens here.
1: Yeah, no doubt, and, and, and the fact that it is the beginning, you know, when you, when you look at the website, for example, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to post it in our chat room uh, for for our listeners in there. The, the, when you look at the website, you can see that there is going to be a lot more work. And of course, it is exciting that the record is doing the, the collaboration. You know, record does, isn't it? You know, you do this, you do this. And, you do this and, uh, and this. I haven't done music radio in, in some years, probably at least twenty years. And but you do this still. And isn't it interesting that we're calling? What do you call it? CDs is really not. I mean, I guess it's what it is. But you know, most of the stuff's happening online right now. So I'm just calling it a collaboration because I, I calling it a record just doesn't seem to work anymore as much as. You know, that's the era that we're from, of course, but it doesn't seem to work anymore. You find that on your, when you're doing your wonderful work on classic rock radio?
2: Well, I, I, what I like, and because I am a man of a certain age and a lot of people, classic rock radio, although you can find a lot of younger people who get into it through their older siblings or parents. Sure. Uh, classic sure. rock is kind of aimed at my generation, and my generation grew up with vinyl, which kind of shrunk to the CD. Um, by virtue of, technology in classic rock radio and a lot of radio stations, we have to use digital format. But I still like to have a CD. I've got a CD in my hand here right now. Jimi Hendrix, Machine Bill Maurice first show. And I love things like that. And I love these archive releases. So I'm still a big fan of physical music. And I love the fact that uh, people are still buying albums. In fact, more vinyl was sold last year. It seems to be making a comeback. More vinyl's been sold last year than the last 10 years. So I think that's a wow. good sign that, that people are moving back to that. Because, I mean, again, it really, vinyl, you get caught up in the ritual. I always did, and I still do. You get, the, you get the album out, you put it on your record deck, you put it on, and then you read everything from top to bottom. I used to be able to tell you who even printed the album sleeves back in the day because I'd read everything from sure. the sleeve. And I think that is coming back. It was a little difficult for CD because everything had to be shrunk to sort of five inches. And you can't get the the words to the songs on that thing. (laughs) Well, you you can, but you need a magnifying glass to read them. Right, right, exactly. Again, being a man of a certain age, my eyesight is not as as good as it used to be. But I'm still passionate about music. And it's great to see that a lot of other people are still passionate about music. And that, with this record... It's great to see people have got on board with it and bought it and actually bought the physical album, which I'm very pleased about. I mean, I'm just a very, very small cog in all of this. I'm very proud to be part of it. Um, in fact, I'm completely knocked out to be asked to do it. So, um, But I, I think it's very good that people are still buying physical CDs. And of course, they're also buying the, the the digital downloads, which is great as well. Right, right,
1: of course. Uh, you, we, we, you know, the, the world, I mean, the United States, I don't know how they are or where you are, but, you know, the, they're probably the same, you know, particularly the younger generations. They love the digital stuff. They love carrying everything in their hand, whether it's with a pad or with a phone, no doubt. But, it's, but you know, as you say, the idea is that the fact that they're buying this and that this is important. And, you know, to give them to give them credit, you know, you know, this is usually and this is pretty much the case, at least in our lifetime, we're we're pretty much around the same age. The the young people would like to have peace. They don't want to enter into war, you know, more no. war, can we please stop it? You know, they wanna have peace. So they're gonna they they absolutely are inspired by things like this. You know, I I wanna I wanted to uh, play some stuff, play a couple of tracks uh, from our from this particular album as we talk and I think I'll I'll jump right into the to uh, track number one, which is called Enlighten Your Soul, and we can talk about it after it's played.
2: Okay.
4: People cry out for the good of man, while terror rings throughout the land, making bombs and threats for fun. Kill them all who do not succumb. Well, here we have those who have cried, shed many tears, walked with pride to help one and other before their time is seized. Let us join them all in the chant for peace. Nelson Mandela imprisoned for fighting apartheid to ending war. Aung San Suu Kyi was under house arrest for opposition in her noble quest. Mahatma Gandhi took the road for his goal to seek independence through his non-violent soul. Williams for community of peace, promoting resolution for Northern Ireland to cease. Buddha, enlightened, attained nirvana, forsook comforts deemed for a prince born Gautama. Young Malala won her battle to survive. For one obtaining education, you will never connive. Dalai Lama, let us not ever forget, promoting compassion for us all and Tibet.
1: that was enlighten your soul and the contributing artists to that was Dan Aykroyd, Rupam Sma, the great Alan White, the drummer from yes, uh, Alex Kariotis, Ruth Weber, and the disciple singers from the first United Methodist church, Escondido. What a marvelous collaboration. And talk about people from all across uh, different. John is John.
2: Well, I think that this album I mean, it really is a world album. There are so many people involved. Um, There's over 300 artists, and it spans 30 countries, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. The organization to pull these people together, I mean, it's all good and well, everybody wanting to be involved, but actually organizing these people and, and getting them involved and hooking them up with other people. I mean, for instance, the guy who... Actually, did the music on the track that I did, uh, Rashid Laney. Uh, he's an incredible uh, musician. He's worked with so many people like Chaka Khan, Paul Simon, Jackson Brown, Bobby Womack, Ernie Watts, Ray Parker Jr., Rand- Randy Becker, Will I Am, Slash on the rock side of things. And he also um, wrote the song for when Nelson Mandela was released from prison. Now, this is a major, major artist. And he, he lives in America now. He's originally from South Africa. And I have to say, I wasn't told who I was being paired with until after I'd done the poem. I mean, talk about pressure. If I'd have known who I'd have been working with, it might have been a little difficult for me, but it was great. But to be paired up and, and do something with him is just incredible. And the whole album is like that. If you look, like, for instance, you just had Dan Aykroyd and like all those world musicians, as you said, and people like Alan White of Yes. And the whole right. album is like that right the way through. It's a It's a wonderful listen from start to finish. And uh, I think people will really get a flavor of it, and not only a flavor of the music and the culture and everything else involved with the album, but also a flavor of the collaboration between so many different artists and musicians. And it's not just musicians. There are actors, uh, authors. We've even got an astronaut in there. So there's all sorts of
3: different 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 walks of life.
2: Yeah, I, I saw that, and
1: one of the things that, and I was when I was reading the introduction uh, to the album earlier, and I had missed it actually, was that that the effort was made to have artists from even competing nations in the war front to yes. uh, work together and stuff, and I, you know, and, and that's you just don't say that kind of thing lightly because we know how how hot it is out there. I mean, people are hating each other because of the war when there's really no reason for them to hate each other. I mean, that that happens. And then, of course, we know when we deal with the people, as you mentioned, when you first started about, you know, basically the civilians are the ones that are being suffering, particularly in the Middle East. You know, that's mm. the important part, that people are saying to each other, look, we're the ones that are getting damaged here. This isn't a bunch of soldiers dying, you know, they're destroying cities and lives all over the place. I mean, the situation in Syria it's just absurd. Yemen, you know, Somalia, all these it's places, crazy, it's just, just absurd. Yeah, it's It really is. There's a question from the chat room for you. Um, uh, How do you feel about the narrative for wars for this proxy by nations such as the Saudis and Iran and Russia, etc., being being told just as religious extremists but really are for the control of oil?
2: Well, there's been a lot of talk about that for many, many years. And I don't think this is a new concept, to be perfectly totally honest with you. I mean, I. I no, I, mean, I don't either. It's easier for people to get involved, if you like, but not be involved. I mean, it's one thing. I mean, if you. I mean, let me go back, right, to the 60s. When I was growing up, there was not a war that the UK was involved in, particularly, but America was involved, as you know, in Vietnam. Right. And that started off right. as advice and people going there giving advice, and it very soon escalated. And that's how quickly things can happen. Now, God bless all those people who served in the Vietnam War. I, you know, there was a big thing in the 60s, and you see these things and read these things now, that people were against them, the soldiers. And really, you know, right. soldiers go and fight where they're told to fight, and that's it. They, and, of course, because of the draft, you didn't really have much say. So, uh, right. you know, that was my war growing up, and I was very aware of it. And, of course, very aware of the peace movement and the movement against the Vietnam War. And thank God, in the end, it, it was I just don't think that this, uh, if you like, involvement like Russia or America supplying arms or the UK supplying arms to people—it's it's not a new concept. And sadly, it's gone on for a long time. I would like to think in this 21st yeah, no, century so we may have learned something, but it seems we haven't, which is sad.
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting that we have—we now are in what's called the information age, or maybe we're actually even going out of it. You know, we, we've had it now enough. And, and with all this information at our fingertips, even that people do not pay attention to history as much as they should in order to stop it. And like you say, politicians, there are some great ones all over the world, but there are so many that are, they must not be great ones because they have us in all this war. I mean, the United States, you know, living in this country, it, it, the, peace, the peace area is not something that I'm very proud of because of the way we're behaving in the world you know, the, the this particular president that we have now for my purposes, I thought had a lot of potential. And so and, and he got the Nobel Peace Prize, as I was talking about earlier, and yet it was more about his promises because he hadn't done anything yet. It, 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 and, and of course, you know, he has doubled down on a lot of the war policies of the previous administration. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, in my lifetime as an adult, you know, starting out the, my first adult president was Ronald Reagan. I was in the military and I worked for him. And, and I can talk about how – these things how peace was ignored by every single president that i've had in my in my adult lifetime it's horrible i i it drives me crazy and and i'm glad to see people are of a same mind especially famous people and 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 that's really nice that's good stuff i i mean what 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 i guess where i'm going with this is is what is the most important part of this for you i mean whether it's who you worked with or what the message is or what, what what do you think is the, the most important thing for you about this?
2: For me, it's just being involved and awareness. And I think because there are still a lot of people out there who are not aware of what is going on in the world, even though, as you say, we're in the information century. I mean, here we are in the 21st century. Information is at our fingertips and there are still a lot of people, either they don't want to know or they are just not getting the message. And I think making people aware of what is going on. And well, I mean, we've been talking about war, but let's let's be perfectly honest here. There are situations, and particularly in the Asian subcontinent, where poverty is just incredible. What I would right. like to see is an elimination of poverty. There is more than enough money in the world. I'm not being naive and being a hippie. I grew up in the 60s. I was born in 1958. I grew up in the late 60s right. and, and sort of early 70s. And yeah I I I've always been of the opinion if you want listen if you want to sort something sit down and talk about it and then move it forward but if you just ignore it and look the other way nothing's ever going to do and it's just going to perpetuate I and mean, I think that's a great shame there's been great strides over the last I think 30 plus maybe 40 years but we need we all need to do more and it, the great thing is if everybody did it we wouldn't really have to do that very much you just have to give a little bit
1: Yeah, you know, and what you said there is so important, the poverty part of this, because, like you said, we're only talking about war, but war causes poverty, there was poverty beforehand, government's not paying attention to their own society, whether they're, uh, you know, conquered or whether they're fighting or whether they're giving away the 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 uh, natural resources of a particular country, or all the other bad reasons that poverty happen everywhere. That I mean, we have excessive poverty in the United States, and which should be absurd to everybody in the United States, considering how rich of a country we are, and yet we even fight even the division there. You know, when you talk about money in politics and, the, and and then the money of the 1% and the way taxes are structured and, and, and who gets to lobby in Congress and who gets paid attention to and, you know, how the regular working person doesn't have a, a way to, to be heard, it, it just, it, the
2: poverty thing is, is really even to a point, well, certainly as big as war
1: in society, would you agree?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I have enough to eat. I have a, a roof over my head. And I've got many, many great friends. I was, uh, for a very, very short time, homeless about six years ago. But I'm, I wasn't, in the sense, on the street. And I was very lucky not to be on the street because I had friends. But I could have been. Right. And it, it's the same in the UK, it's the same all over the world. It is actually the yeah. same all over the world. There are people who tonight will be sleeping on the street. They don't have enough money for food, and they don't have enough money to get shelter. And I think that in the 21st century is a crime of uh, just enormous size. And I think it's a great shame. Yeah. And I'm not being naive. You know, I, th- there are organizations out there who do a wonderful job. And I just wish that more people would do that. I mean, there are, there are always going to be people who – for whatever reason, I have to live outside of society. I don't know why that should be here. We are. I mean, we're supposed to be an educated race of people, but sometimes I look at right. the human race and think, really, you know, and it's, I, I, what I hate hearing is you can't do that. Why, why can't you do that? If everybody said right. you can't do that, nothing would ever get done. And I hate that. And if that's in my business, that's in the music business, that's in every walk of like. Oh, you can't do that. Well, why not? Well, it's just not done. Why not? If everybody said that, you wouldn't get anything done. But if everybody makes just a little bit of effort, and I, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people out there going, "Yeah, you're just naive, whatever." I, that's fine. That's their choice and that's their opinion. But you know, it's a shame.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure there are people doing that, but they're, they're wrong. I mean, let's let's be real here. You're absolutely right. I mean, we uh, we're we're at, we're at seven billion people in the world. You know, the, the the people power is there to do anything, as you mentioned. You know, it, it, I, I think that, well, not necessarily thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, that, you know, from a standpoint of the politics and the greedy people and stuff, they want to keep us hating each other. Because they don't want to see us united thinking of, you know, well, let's just get rid of poverty or let's just get rid of war as as a you know, a huge number of people because they're not going to be able to get rid of us that way, you know, and, and it would be nice if people were talking to each other and looking at what's important and especially because, you know, I do this, I was born in 62 and, and, you know, so I've been looking at this for a long time as well. And, and, you know, if we just focus on what's best for our children and our grandchildren and our families and things like that,
3: you know, or
1: the children period, just use the word children, whether you have or not, we, I think, would behave a little bit different, don't you think?
2: No, I agree. And uh, Again, I was lucky that I was brought up in a very loving and very nurturing atmosphere. Sure. uh, Of course, I grew up in a time where that was encouraged as well. I think now, we've been through the greedy 80s where everybody's grabbed the money, who cares, I don't care, just gimme, gimme, gimme. But on the other hand, in oh. the 80s as well, we had, that, we had Live Aid, which was a wonderful humanitarian gesture. And again, was. This, is, this is by musicians, actors, authors. This is the great thing about what I see now. We, see, we are seeing role models saying, listen, it doesn't have to be like this. And young people do need role models, and they do look up to them. And in the music industry and the entertainment industry, thank the Lord, we have a lot of right-minded people. I'm not saying that we don't in politicians. I know a number of politicians who are very, very much on board with this kind of thing. But what we need to do is create a movement where, if you like, we have a tsunami that just takes over everything. And everyone starts thinking the same way. Of course, that, that's unlikely to happen. We won't, we'll never, ever have total sort of uh, thinking alike because there are always going to be people who will disagree. And, and that's human nature. I don't have a problem with that. But again... I'd rather talk to somebody than just say, well, I'm going to bomb you out of existence or kill you. I mean, it's, I just don't see the point, really.
1: I, I and, that, and that's a great way to put that, of course. You know, we, that's the idea. You know, what's the point of just bombing you? I, I have – the Syrian thing is absurd, and listening to all these sides talk is absurd. As we watch the I mean, the, the, the country is destroyed you know, whatever the reason, even, even if, even if you go to the beginning of the conflict, let's say, or you go to, you know, uh, the rhetoric when all this started from the United States was, well, he's a a dictator. You know, we love to do regime change. We love, we, you know, we, we first, and then of course, you know, we, we had, your PM was with us for years on all of that stuff that we were doing as well, as you know, and, you know, let's support dictators until we don't want to support them anymore. And, So you start with, well, Assad is is a horrible person. Look what he's doing to his people. And now you have everybody doing it. I mean, the cities are gone. And we're looking at all these people struggling just to get somewhere safe where they're not getting bombed on, and then they're dying, getting there. It's it's, it's
2: heartbreaking, and and it should make people mad. You know, we
0: we should be upset by what
2: we're seeing. Well, it's not very human. That's all I can say. I mean, we like to think of ourselves as a developed race, and in many ways we are. But in many ways, we're almost back in the caveman era. And it's like, I find it difficult to comprehend. I'm not unintelligent. In fact, I'm reasonably intelligent. I had a good education. Again, something I'm very thankful for. But what I cannot understand is that, as you said, information is at everybody's fingertips. And all this information is out there. Of course, there's always going to be conspiracy theories saying, oh, well, you're saying that because of this. And it's like, No. I just want some peace in the world, and I want to, I want every child in the world who's going hungry to be fed. No, I know people are going to say you're so naive, and I'm going, well, maybe, but I'd rather be naive than the other way. I really would, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. And and what the hell is wrong with wanting every child to have food? You know, that seems to be, you know, evolved. Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's, well, the na- other way it's really, not. Absolutely. You know, it's ridiculous. And, and, and no, you're not naive. And, or well, I am with you, I guess. I, I I'm just not going to go for it. And we, and we don't. You don't go for it. I don't. You know, I don't go for it. That's why we do what we do. Y- yeah. You know, certainly, bad uh, jam. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, you know, I look at people and "I even, uh, no." Mm-hmm.
2: I hate. I'll be honest with you. I hate getting involved in politics in the sense that it's either you're either for him or you're for her or for him. I mean, in America at the moment, we're watching your uh, election yeah. for president. Yeah. Now, as, a, as an yeah. English guy, I, I, what I, I listen to both sides. And, and there are people going, Trump, he's an idiot. Oh, Hillary, she's a crook. And I'm going, where are the policies that are going to help your people? <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, um, don't
2: you think, you yeah, listen, forget all that. You can discuss that at a later date. But here's what I want to do for you. And um, don't get me wrong, America's a wonderful country. I've been to America so many times. And the sure. Americans are such a wonderfully welcoming, nurturing nation of people. And they really sure. do have a lot of compassion. But I, and it's the same with the UK. We had the same thing here when we had the general election last year. And it's, it just it becomes almost like the playground at school. And you've got two gangs. Yeah. And, it's, and it's almost tribal. I'm thinking, guys, you're missing the big picture here. What is best for this country? And, I, you know, I know the Americans will make the best choice because that's all you've got to do. It's very simple. Yeah. And uh, yeah. once you get into that, then you've got to decide where, well, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for this country? What are you going to do for me personally? And, I mean, it kind of filters down. So that's uh, politics, really. I know where it's gone, and it seems to have been the same for years and years and years. It's either yeah. me or it's him or it's either them or it's us. And it's like, well, why can't we do it together? And again, I'm going to get this, you're so naive. But it's like, yeah, maybe, but, you know, it's going on, and it's been going on for centuries. There has to be a change somewhere, and there has to be, which I'm not seeing in politics so much these days, common sense. And there seems to be very little of that. And that's, that's everywhere in the world, wherever you go in the world, it's like that, which is probably why I like to work in the music business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah I, I know when, when, I, when I was doing what, what we call now terrestrial radio And I was doing music music shows uh, some years back And certainly I think I think I thought about it in the past week as well and, and I thought it was a lot easier You know, I've got to sit here and basically talk about things that I don't like You know, and, and who wants to do that? I mean, that's what I do every Sunday I, I sit and I talk about things that are going on that I don't like Trying to hopefully change it damn, that's just negative, negative, negative all the time, you know? And music is always positive and well, it's it is. always,
2: always it fun. Is. Yeah. In a certain way it is, but in radio now, that you find that it's it's always been, for me, about music. Now it's been narrowed down. And, and most radio stations will just have three or 400 tracks. They're the tracks that's you right. can hear because these are the tracks you want to hear. I'm going, really? It's like having steak and fries for breakfast, dinner, and tea. Now, you know, even yes. if you like steak and fries, after about three days, you're going to be sick of it. And music's the yes. same. There's so much music out there. Now, I'm not saying that you have everything in one. You, it's impossible to pour everything into one four-hour show or one radio format. But I think we're being short-changed in the, in the radio format right now, because uh, certainly in terrestrial radio, because, again, it's down to big money. The advertisers, and we get so many million listeners if we do this, and I'm going, yeah, but you could still have a great tempo right. musically with integrity and still have a great business, but they don't seem to get that now. We seem to be the radio stations now where where I've worked and and probably you have as well. It seems to be the narrowing of views and it's only got to be these songs played in permanent rotation. And it's like okay, well, yeah, like I said, it's it's like going to a good restaurant and only being allowed a starter. <laughs>
1: Well, no, it's true. You know, it's interesting because I remember what, what the, the last radio show that I did was called All the Way Live. It was something that I produced myself, and it was classic rock, uh, live recorded music only on the show, and I used to do it every Sunday night. And and the, the station that uh, I could, did the show with up in New York, they, they had, it was funny, you know, it was classic rock radio, uh, of course, and. and they only had a loop of about 400 tracks, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So when I did the show, I had to build my own library. Separate and ex- of course, an expanded the library of the of the radio station, but, you know, we come from the album rock era, you know, the great radio of stations of the 60s and 70s, and they always were fine, it was always heavy listenership, and, and there was nothing wrong with what they did, and everybody made money, and the commercial people made money, but they, uh, they yeah. made it simple stupid, is how I look at it, and, and again, money well, no. dictating the what day. You've yeah. got,
2: what, what you've got now is the tail wagging the dog. It's all about the the advertisements, the commercials, and you find in yeah. a lot of radio stations, the, the the CEO or the managing director of the station is the, also the head of advertising and the commercial side. And I'm thinking, and hey, right. they're dictating what music you are. Oh, we only need this. And it's not that at all. I mean, here, as an example, at classic rock radio and if people want to listen to us, we play nonstop classic rock music and we have features. I mean, we've got features coming up from Mick Box of Uriah Heep, Ian Anderson, of and Jeff Toll, Tull, uh, Steve Hackett talking about Genesis sure. and his solo career. And we draw from 2,000, I'll tell you exactly how many, 2,683 tracks. We're not playing 400 in rotation. We're playing from 2,683 tracks, and that is in the playlist. And I add to that all the time with new stuff. Again, I know it's a little bit different in America. They view classic rock format in America as it can only be classic rock if it's more than two years old. We at Classic Rock Radio view the artist. So if Journey, for instance, brought out... A new album, we would play tracks from it. Whereas, I believe in the American market, classic rock format, they wouldn't play the new tracks until they're two years that's old correct. because they they're don't. not considered they classic. Don't. And I right. consider the artist that's classic. And of course, people want to hear these new tracks. If, I mean, and there are so many bands from that era, like Journey, Styx, Kansas, Foreigner. They're still making new albums.
0: They're still Paul making McCartney music. That's is right. making
2: new albums. The Rolling Stones are about to issue a new album. they their
1: album's coming out. Right. They, they, matter of fact, uh, I just pre-ordered the tracks. Yeah. New Rolling Stones. Well, that's
2: it. And, I mean, and I've been looking at, so I, I did a job for, for uh, Ronnie Wood and Keith, Keith Richards for the new Barbarian. And those guys, that, I mean, they, they're always thinking music. And the the fact that the Rolling Stones go out and they're going to be touring next year as well. I believe you didn't hear that from me. i I might have dropped somebody in it there, but i am that, but uh, uh, be okay. next year and right. um and it's great that these guys are going. I know people are up there old, old who cares? you know B.B. King was an old man, he still managed to make incredible music. I mean, it doesn't oh, matter oh, yeah. age is it's only the people in the media who worry about your age i mean i I mean I'm struggling to be fifteen in my head. I have been since I was fifteen <laughs> 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 i'm fifty eight now. So you know, I'm always, <laughs> right, yeah, you right. know, I, I'm never gonna grow up. What become like an adult? No, I've seen the way adults behave. I won't be doing that any day soon. Thank you very much. Responsible, <laughs> yes. Grow up, no, never.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned. That you made me think of Steve Hackett, who I know you know well, and I've had the pleasure of sitting down with him talking. And 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 what is his great line? And he says, you know, I get to do this for a living. You know, I yeah. it, it it it's it's. It's so true. I remember when we were growing up and, and, and these so-called, of course, I guess it, it was always called Classic Rock because they were so good, but when somebody came out, you always got the, they always, uh, the King Biscuit Flower out or, or Interview or mm. any of those shows yeah. where they would and, and talk to the artist about the new album like you do. You talk to the artist yeah. about the new album and you play it because they have all this musical library that has been so popular, classic, whatever, and you always mm. want to make sure that, that it was, they, could, just, they, have, they have lifetime fans. I mean, look at your relationship with, yes, I I, uh, see them all the time. That's how we met. They're constantly doing more music. They're they're constantly in the now, but they have a phenomenal discography uh, in their history. All these fans fans
2: have a great legacy. They all have a great legacy, and let's face it. If you've been around since 1969 or in the space of the Rolling Stones since 1962, You've been around, and you're still around now for a very good reason. People like what you do, and they want to see you, and that's what it is. And I've always felt that. I mean, and I've done – I'm lucky. I never, ever forget how lucky I am to be able to do what I do for a living. And that's one thing. I mean, there are some people who, who do, I think, and, um, well, that's their choice. But they're, they're missing out on a lot of stuff, right. really. But, I mean, I've worked in film. I've worked in DVD. I've worked in television. I've done, t- I've done lots of interviews on lots of different platforms. And I love what I do, and I love talking to these people because these people have something to say, and there is a huge audience out there who want to hear it. So why would I not want to work in that particular avenue? I'd be crazy not uh, to.
1: No, you're abs- you're absolutely right, and it shows. I mean, for anybody, I mean, anybody wants to have a good time, go see John on one of the cruises, Cruise to the Edge. I'm going to see you on February, by the way. But they, they, they go go see. Donna, we it's a ball it is fantastic and it's work right. I mean it's it's not like you go I, it is work I mean that I, I all the storyteller things that you did that you do on the cruises for example but the, to give you guys a little background uh, you go on this you go on one of these cruises if you've ever been on it and and the particular one I'm talking about is Cruise to the Edge so there's all these progressive rock bands and and other types of music that kind of covers the thing. And, and there's, you know, they're, they're playing at different stages. There's a main arena and there's like, there's a pool area and, and there's the the different clubs that are huge on these ships. And then one of the things that John does is he does the, the, the storyteller thing where you sit down with the musicians and you interact with the, with the audience and, and, and stuff. And, and I got introduced to you on that tour. I actually, it's it's actually filmed. We were talking, I was, I had asked one of the questions with How- the Steve Hackett storytellers when Chris came in and sat down mm. with all of us because they, they had just released that, the, the collaboration album that they did, the Spockett album. Spockett, and yes. And I'll never forget it. It was, it was phenomenal. And, and, of course, Zebru, who I've known all my life, uh, happened to be on that cruise, and, and you did the storytelling with them. And it was interesting because I was reliving my years following them along an island back when I was a teenager and they were hitting it and then they came out with their album, and it's great stuff. So it's, it's work. I mean, you're, you're working when you're there, but it's a ball. I mean, it, talk oh, it about great
2: I don't just do the cruise. there yeah. I do. I work with the Moody blues. There's a the Moody blues cruise right. at the end of next year. I've worked with a lot of Southern rock bands like Molly Hatchet, Doc Holliday, Blackfoot on another cruise. And right. of course, I've just recently, do, I've been on the yes, tour of the UK, and I was, right. I was actually asked to introduce you. Now, if anyone who knows anything about Yes, they never have had anyone introduce them. They've always come on to a piece of music, and right. that's it. But I was asked by the band, look, would you mind introducing us? And I went on every night before we did the tribute to Chris, and mm-hmm. I just talked a little bit about, the, you know, just maybe two minutes about the band and how they were working and how it was so great that the people were supporting them. And it was a big honor for me to be on that that tour. And as I've said, I've done so much work with Yes over the years, but not just Yes. I've worked with Deep Purple right. and Rainbow and David Coverdale and and so many other great artists. And as I said, I never ever forget how lucky I am to be able to do that. But yeah, you're right. The cruises are great fun. I get to meet some great people like yourself and, and all the other people who go on the cruise. Again, a lot of American people. I you know I can't tell you how wonderful the American people are it sounds like I'm gushing here but really you, the, the the American people take me to their hearts and um they're so kind so nurturing and so welcoming and they're just really really nice people so god bless you all and, and god bless America cuz it's still a great country no matter what anyone else tells you you're still a great country yeah no
1: no doubt no doubt so you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to play another track from the the uh, action moves people and this is going to be your track, so you want to set it up for us.
2: It's called Color in the Sky. Okay, yeah, color, it's, it's uh, Colors in the Sky. It's basically, the poem is by Kristen Lang. She's an American. And the theme of the poem is the unity of all people, nations. Hence, the colors in the sky represents flags, okay, flying in the sky. Um, it was narrated by me, and uh, the music is by Rashid Lani. Who is originally from South Africa? As I say, he lives in America. He was a political activist during the days of apartheid, and um, you can check out his website. His website is uh, pretty incredible. He's worked with so many great people. It's uh, Rashid Lani, that's, uh, and That's R A S H uh, I D L A N I E dot com. And if you want to find a bit more about him, um, please do, because he's an incredible human being, as well as being a great musician and artist. But uh, that was basically the poem, as I said, was uh, uh, Kristen Kristen Lang wrote it. And uh, I only ever heard, uh, literally until July, the actual bit that I'd done. And she was made up when she heard what I'd done with her poem. And of course, when I heard the music put to it, I I mean, it was almost in tears. It's very, very moving. And I think he's really captured the feel. And it's wonderful. So Here it is, it's uh, Colours in the Sky Uh, It's me, John Kirkman, narrating it The music is by uh, Rashid Lani And uh, it's written by Kristen Lang And it's on the album uh, Which is Action Moves People United
3: I looked up into the sun Warm on my face The sky so blue just like I could dive into it and feel it between my toes. There, high above me, the flags of nations waved, caught up in the breeze. A beautiful rainbow, colors and shapes dancing, kissing, swirling around each other, flying high above the chaos. Every flag was different from the next. And they didn't care about the politics and the struggle. Colours taking wing as a sky full of birds or butterflies. Of northern lights, majestic. Colours, music, dance. Flavours in this moment I see so clearly. We are so rare. A tapestry of the finest thread. This life so precious. Our job is to fill it with the wonder and awe of the world we call home. Drink it up, the sweet nectar of us. Don't waste a drop. Colors in the sky, colors down below, all swirl together in a beautiful rainbow. The flags of nations, the skin of peoples, of shapes and sizes, of walks of life. What makes us different makes us interesting. The music, our dance. The food, our flavor. A bouquet. A tapestry.
1: That's marvelous. That's marvelous. When I first heard that, that I, you know, because I, I actually, I, I mentioned that I'd only known about it since I saw it on your Facebook page and I got the album to get ready for the show and and I saw that, I listened to it and it was fantastic
2: it was great was you. great work You're well and it's, and I think it's so really listen, obvious so when you listen to it that I'm from England and more importantly from Liverpool <laughs> so, so that <right>. Well, I,
1: I, actually, I think everybody from Liverpool comes across the exact same way. <laughs> John, you can always tell where John was from, as you mentioned earlier. He's from the same area, and, and John always, always sounds he sound great on it, and it's great stuff. I have a little, I have a little surprise for you, by the way. Okay. Uh, I happen, <laughs> I happen to, <laughs> right? I happen to, uh, uh, be with somebody who knows you this past Monday. And, okay. and I knew that he, knew, and I knew that he knew you. So I said, "Hey, you know," I said, I'm, "I'm, I'm, interviewing John Kirkman about the Peace album on Sunday." I said, "Would you like to give him a message?" Uh, he said, "Yeah." So I had my phone, you know, and all that wonderful technology. So I had him record a message to you, and uh, here it is.
4: Hi, John. This is Robert Wakeman. Long time no see. Wish you
0: well. Hope to see you soon. God bless. You. <laughs> Oh, how wonderful! <laughs> I, I I saw I
1: saw, I really you liked it. I saw I saw John Trevor and Rick Monday, and oh. and uh, we were yeah and and uh, they're they you know they just started their tour and
0: absolutely uh, for those I'm gonna have like
1: yes and, and and for those who are, you know I'm sorry I think I'm talking to you in a room but and it's John Anderson. Trevor Rabin and Rick Wakeman, everybody, three three of, of the members of Yes is, uh, on the various lineups, and they played. Uh, they're doing a concert tour. It's called uh, ARW, and they're playing Yes music. And it yes. was a phenomenal show. Oh, of okay. And uh, I haven't seen John, of course, in a while playing Yes music. Only uh, it, it, I, I think uh, it might have been Keith to Ascension. I'm not sure what, what tour it was. But of course, and I last time I saw Rick was in Radio City Music Hall with Yes, which has got to be ten years at least. Mm. Uh, so, I, and of course, I haven't seen Trevor since the Union tour in '91. So I was, you know, being Yes, the Yes fan, obviously from where we met. I was jazzed. But when I, so after the show, we're all hanging out, and and I, I had this thought. I said, I knew you knew Rick, and I knew he knew you, and I, and I and he was happy to do it, as you could tell. <laughs> All right, so I thought that'd be a nice
2: little surprise, <laughs> surprise no, for
1: you.
0: <laughs> it was
2: lovely. Well, of course, you, I mean, I've, I'm just about to publish a book on Yes. It's the second publication right. it's called Dialogue. Um, can I give it a quick plug? Because my publisher. Please, no, very please. Expensive. I want to but, talk about it. Yes. Um, you, can, you can go to the website. In fact, the pre order closes at midnight UK time tonight. So you've got a little time to get in. Once you get with the pre order, you pre order it, you get your name in the book, and you get a signed numbered certificate from me. Uh, the the cover has been designed by Roger Dean for the book. It's a previously unseen design. And I've spoken to pretty much everybody who's been in yes over the years. And of course they were all happy to speak to me. Lots of different, uh, different views on things. And of course, as as you get with so many people involved in the band, they've all got their own opinion of how things were done, Um, but they've all been very, very honest. And there's a lot of myths been busted in this book because it's actually the story of yes by the guys themselves. And if you go to the website, it's uh, at stereo33, and the number rather than writing 33, it's stereo33books.com. And you'll hear that there's all you can hear clips from the interviews and all sorts. I haven't seen Rick for about a year, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Anderson, Rabin, and Wakeman in, uh, of course, uh, February, and March when they come over to the UK. But uh, yeah, sure. I, I'm in touch with all of the guys, past and present from Yes. It's, I mean, it's a huge family. And as I always say, no one has ever been in Yes and been a passenger. You've always been in Yes for a reason. And the fact that these three guys are out there making music and touring and hopefully going to make an album is absolutely incredible. I know some of the fans are kind of jostling and saying, oh, this is better than Yes and Yes is better than that. It's, you know what? It's all good. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it is all, all good. It's all great stuff. Music is great. Let's not fight over music. For heaven's sake, there's enough fighting going on in the world as it is. Music should not exactly. be fought over.
1: No, exactly. You know, it, it, yes is it, yes is by far my my favorite music bunch of musicians. I've followed them so closely over the years. I, I'm looking forward to to reading the book, of course, and that you did. And, and it's interesting. You talk about relationships, and and uh, you know, there's there's always been talk about you know rifts here, riffs there. And and the one thing that happened Monday night that moved me so much was they 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 played uh, Long Distance Runaround, and then and then they played the Fish. Uh, of course, which you know this is the first time i 've ever heard anybody play the fish other than Chris on a live stage and mm. and they and after it was done, it was a marvelous rendition of it and and with the solo and and after it was done, John just yelled out you know the, the, to the great Chris Squire so many times, and you could feel it coming from him and, my, and I was caught in the first mm. row right in front of him and and you could feel it coming from him and Chris for me Chris is my favorite musician of all time. So I, I, you know, his 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 death was the devastating, and of course you know him and, and his death, and I, I've only met him a few times and and talked to him briefly, but you know him and you know how devastating it was and how fast he died from being diagnosed, and it was nice. Well, we um,
2: it, it yeah. was pretty, it was it was pretty uh, shocking, of course. Uh, And I I can tell people now, I actually knew before that Chris wasn't going to make it, but we were doing interviews with, I was doing interviews with people like Jeff Dance, and we had to be very positive, even though we knew there was very little hope. And again, the big shock, I think, was when Peter Banks died. That was very sudden. And it's it's nice that, yes, actually paid tribute to Peter and Chris. In their current show, yes. but you know, it's a it's it's a fact of life. Uh, people get older, and it's, musicians aren't exempt yeah. from this. You know, they're subject to the same illnesses and and problems that everybody else yeah. are. But it was, yeah, it was a great shame. I, I, Chris and I got on very very well. I, I worked with Chris on his um, album uh, Fish Out of Water, and sure. I'm on the DVD for that. And I we we were trying to organise. Um, doing another, uh, another upgrade on that and doing another interview on it. But unfortunately, yes, we're so busy that we didn't manage to get around to it. At one point, I was going to fly over to Arizona to his house, and we were going to film it there. But then, yes, went on tour again. And it just sadly sure. never happened. So all we've got is the original version. But we do a pretty good job covering what, how the album came together. But again, I've done lots of things. I, I worked as the executive producer on the union live album and DVD which came out a few years ago for the record company and i discussed all this with all the guys in in the band and it it seems to me that that was a very very good period of time for the band, everybody got on great it was live, I mean I know there's a lot of discontent about the album from the musicians on it but in terms of the live thing it was very very good, Uh, I would love to see another reunion in inverted commas from everybody again, I think it would be very very good and I know the fans would love it but, um, you know, you know it, it, there's it, it, so much great music coming from these guys.
1: Oh, yes. There really is. And I have to tell you, the, the, you mentioned Union, and, and, and I, know, I know we're a little off track here for the minute, but so what? I, <laughs> I was talking about great stuff. The, the, the Union tour, um, I saw the Union tour. I, I have a tendency of sitting in the first row as much as possible or, or being in, a, you know, in, in, the, in the business. As you know, we try and get as close as we can for however we do it. But the union tour. I saw the yeah. like Beatles' Armenian in Denver uh, in 1991. It was the it was the week of my birthday, and they were filming it. And it was to this day, it's the greatest concert I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't matter who I saw, uh, with, you know, them watching them on, on stage in the round, and, and the versions of the songs that I heard, all of them together, and watching Kay and Wakeman and White and Buford and and wow. How and Rabin. Howe and Rabin on the stage together was. Oh, my God, it was just amazing. And then, of course, Chris. You know, it's almost like he, the foundation of it all when it came right down to it. And then John. And it was an amazing thing to see. And I, the quality of the musicianship, and that's the thing about all these great musicians you mentioned, mm. is the quality of the musicianship that comes out of it. I mean, listen to Steve. I saw, I saw the, uh, the Carl Palmer tribute in Miami this year as well.
3: That originally, oh, right.
1: Emerson was, you know, Emerson was supposed to be They were going to do this together, mm-hmm. and then Keith died. Keith died, of course, committed suicide. And and mm-hmm. Carl did the tribute to him. He went on with the show, uh, and I flew down to Miami to see it. And Steve Hackett was there as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, at, at participating in the event. You know, and he's got and you, and you stand there and you're listening to them, and the, the quality. I mean, Carl. The mate, Carl almost died. Before the first as you know I think we talked about that. Oh, the first, yes, I know. the, the, yes. the, the first two the to the edge and then and and I was amazed even then how how amazing he plays at this stage it, it Carl well, is, it's is, funny uh,
2: it's, it's it's funny, actually, because I was with Steve Hackett on Friday. And, of course, he's on mm. the cruise for The Edge next year. And he's doing a set based around the Genesis album, Wind and Wuthering. Right. And I'm involved with, right. with Steve. Steve, I'm doing a, There's a book coming out next year that I'm involved with about the Genesis album, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. we've got Tony Banks in it, Wonderful. Steve. We've got the, guy, sure. uh, the guys who did The Lights. And uh, we've also got the record company boss in Europe. There's all sorts of things. I would like to tell you a story about the Denver thing, the Yes concert in Denver, because sure, that's, actually part, that's part of the Union concert. And I, I remember being around at Chris's house, and he said, well, the great thing about the Union tour was, he said, John and I kind of got the best of it, he said, because there was only one John, and there was only me. And he said, I've been all the way through. And he said, we only had John as the singer. So he said, we didn't really have to work too hard at doing it. He said, but the other guys had to find a way through it, because there were two keyboard players, two drummers, two guitarists, right, and he said, right. the great thing was we did actually find a way through it. And um, yeah. I think that's the whole thing. If you, if you could translate that and the way musicians work to the world on a bigger stage, it might be a little easier to get things done. Let's be honest. You, if you want to look at The Who, for example, Roger Daltrey, again, who I've worked <laughs> with The Who and Roger. I worked with Roger a couple of years ago in America. Uh, the Who as a band is down to Roger and Pete now. And there's been a lot of animosity over the years between the pair of them. There's a lot of love as well. But you have to look at it and say, right. look, if these people can work together, why can't other people work together? <laughs> it's, no, that's true. There's a, there's a, there's there a, I mean, it's a great analogy. There I mean, it's a great analogy. Right, right. It's, 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 it's well, a great
1: analogy. And then you think – right. And, yeah, and you, you think of start, the benefits of – yeah, well the benefits of, of Roger and Pete working together and they would just they just did the desert concert here last week in California. Yes, the the, yes, they the, did. the, the, the greatness of the collaboration the, uh, that comes out of them being together, just think of the greatness of collaborating for us to get to have peace and no poverty. It, it, it's a, yeah. it's a matter of working together in a positive direction, even if you have, like you say, even if you have disagreements. You know, I, the, the, this network that I, that this show is on, the coffee party, and, and I'll talk a little bit about it real quick. Is you know, it was founded on the idea of getting money out of politics and and engaging people civ- civilly. Uh, with respect, essentially, talking to your neighbors, talking together, even and finding finding a way to talk to each other when you have disagreements politically. That's what this whole organization is about. You know, we have a lot of issues about, for example, well, we're the opposite of the Tea Party or whatever, but because they try to stick you with an ideological stamp, which is just not mm. true. We we are trying to do. This is what brings me to something like what you do. It's because collaborating it gets things done. It creates a really good uh, message. It creates a really good uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, achievement. You, know, and you you're able to achieve goals when you're able to work this because there's no way we're going to solve these things without it. It's impossible. So I think no. what you said is this start of a great conversation. If we, if we follow the you know these bands that have had problems, but they can get together and deal with it, and they can come out with such wonderful music, or we could come out with some wonderful fixes to our society. At the same time, that's a great that's a great little. I, I just had to harp on that for a minute, and, and and I think that's a great way to go, John.
2: No, I agree. I mean, you know, the big thing is leave your ego at the door. Bill meet Bob not the prime minister of this or the president of that. Bill, me, Bob, or, you know, just park your egos at the door. Just talk like two human beings. You get a lot more done, and you might have some fun.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that would also be good. There'd be people smiling. So I'm going to play another yeah. track from the, the American Moves People United collaboration. Uh, this is actually track two of uh, the album. Uh, called All Around the World At One Time With Cindy Sidney Griffin And Lonnie Park Check it out All around
5: the world I have a vision A dream in me Imagine All on earth Finally free I hear children laughing, playing, having fun. I see now all on earth laying down their guns. I feel the beat dancing in the streets. My soul is touched. No borders. Shaking hands to meet. I see the
0: fields,
5: no hunger, all grow wheat. I can smell it in the air, life is so sweet, all around the world at one time. All of earth is yours, all of earth is mine, the bright sun smiles when it's All around the world At one time Moonbeams glow Down from above I feel people sharing love All around the world At one time Peace on earth Everyone singing a new song All beliefs co-mingling No one's right or wrong. I love all the hugging. I love all holding hands. Every mile on our great earth is everybody's land. I smile as I hear people saying, I love you. I do hope with my heart my vision will come true all around the world. At one time, all around the
1: world. Mm, fantastic! So that was all around the world at one time. The collaboration from the uh, the the uh, peace album that uh, John Kirkman uh, uh, was taken a part of. With uh, Cindy Griffin and Lonnie Park, and it, it is it is a fantastic collaboration. And what I what I sense when I see this is it's from Action Moves People United, and you can look it up at ActionMovesPeopleUnited What what I, I hear going on here as I listen to these tracks, it, John, it's almost like everybody was trying to remind us what is out there, you know what we're what we're missing. Like, sit back for a minute and remember that this is how we really are and how we really can be.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think I think if people just sat back for a second and thought, you know, we're all on this planet. I mean, it, it literally is uh, one planet that we're on. And uh, that song you've just played, it was great. Uh, all around the world at one time. And the, the poem that I read, Colors in the Sky, it's, a, it's the theme there is unity. You know, really, we're all human beings. That's what we've got in common, you know? And there, I think there's more to unite us than there is to divide us.
1: Yeah, without question. And and I think, you know, it. it I always say, and you've probably said it a million times in your lifetime, I would imagine, you know, they talk about racism, and I says, well, I haven't met any Martians lately. You know, we have one race, we are the human race. Yeah. And if we, we remember that instead of, you know, because we have, you know, we, a lot of the division we have in the world is based upon what people perceive as some kind of pecking order, uh, yeah. you know, even if it's religiously or however they got there. And, you know, the one of the greater lines, of course, that's ever been said is that, you know, we all bleed red you know, from whenever whenever the first person figured that out, you know, thousands of years ago probably, But if we would just remember that we're all human beings first, uh, even, you know, the governments, as you've mentioned, you know, Bob, me, Bill, if we would just remember that we're just people first, human beings, yeah. that you can't, you, we, that's the natural common ground and go
2: from there. Jeez. Well, as I said, I think there's more to unite us than divide us. But we have to sit and think about it. And uh, there are always going to be people who will want to cause dissent and will want to divide us. I mean, it's the old saying, isn't it? You know, divide and conquer. Well, don't let them divide you. There's the easy answer. I mean, let's face it. um, Everybody is going to think differently and have different things. They have different religions, different political views. Why not just celebrate
3: those differences?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, I I, grew, I I grew up in in a melting pot. Uh, you know, but I I know I know England is is a melting pot as well. And the, our country, one of the mistakes I've always thought that our country did is that we had to label American. You know, I I always use the example. I says well, you know, I said, uh, if and if, if in a person who is of uh, Italian ethnicity was born in England. He doesn't call himself an Italian Englishman. He just no. calls himself a Brit. You know, he, he's 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 born of Great Britain. You know, if a if a, a, a black person is born in Great Britain, he's not a black or an African Briton. He's a Briton. You know, he's Great Britain yeah. or British or English. <laughs> you know, and yeah, in our British, country, yeah. the way that they they divided is, you know, they started labeling. And and I understand people want to be to their culture. Don't get me wrong, I do too. But it's, it, I've always said, is, you know, how long is it going to take for us just to be American? You know, how many centuries are we going to have to be around before we drop everything else? Because we're actually labeling ourselves, you know, in, in, in a dividing way because it's used that way. You know, I shouldn't say people well, do that on their own because it's used that way sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: But I think you're getting there. That's the great thing. I mean, okay, I will yes, tell you something. Yes, we are. Never, yes. Ever, never ever call a Welshman or a Scotsman British they're Welsh right. and they're Scottish, <laughs> um, that's right. we have that kind of thing over here as well. Um, we've got a wonderful melting pot of people in this country, and uh, yes. you know, like America, we welcome all to the country. And I'm not saying that you know everybody can come because it's impossible. Uh, but you know, right. we would we would love to take as many as we could, but that's not possible. Uh, and America's the same. America was built on on that whole thing and that whole basis. Right. And you have a wonderful a mix of ethnicities and people. And it's what makes up America. And it's like you said, we're well, Americans, you know?
1: Right. And I, and I think if we would we would remember that more, you know, uh, I think – because cause the way that they're – like you mentioned divide and conquer. One of the ways that they're achieving it to a degree is, is people are not talking to their neighbors, you know, uh, yeah. like they used to, you know, where – You know, I remember growing up, uh, you know, how vibrant the street that I grew up on and, and how everybody knew each other. It didn't have to be friends. They just knew each other. You know, you passed in the street, it was low, you know, all the kids went to the same schools, you know, so there was, you know, you just knew everybody. And it's, it's, you know, I go back to my street that I grew up on and it's, there's nobody out. It's it's, everybody's inside, you know, playing video games or whatever. And, and, and but the division thing is, is really scary stuff. And, and like you say, we're making, we're making uh, headway to it. Uh, it, it's, it may, you know, sometimes I'm impatient with it because, you know, we want peace now. I mean, let's be real. You know, we all want peace yeah. now. We all want to get rid of, of poverty to. now, you know, and, that, and that's yeah one of the frustrations. But, but again, you know, we, we have to be patient and you have to keep doing what you're doing and, and what you're doing with, with this. So where does it go now? What, what is the next step? with uh, this process that's going on and with the, with the album and with UNESCO? Well, What's uh, the,
2: the, next album, step? the album has been very successful, which really does pave the way and open the door for more projects. And right. people can actually get involved. You can actually go to the website, which is actionmovespeopleunited.org, and you can actually upload a poem. You can upload a piece of music. You can actually get involved and uh, they want to hear from people because the more people who get involved means the more projects like this and of course more musicians want to get involved than are involved in this one because of course this was the very first one that now this is out people have seen it and gone well hey I would have loved to have been involved in that and there's so many great musicians, authors, people as I said we've even got an astronaut on there and there's lots more where that came from And I just think this is really the very first of a very, very big ongoing project. And, of course, it's all good because uh, the UNESCO involvement will see that the projects that this funds are all very, very good humanitarian projects. And that's really what it boils down to, you know, working and helping real human beings. Yeah, that's great stuff. You know, and I didn't realize. I I I just saw what you were talking about. I did not
1: realize that was the case. I have some work to do. I need to tell everybody. <laughs> I need to tell everybody I know uh, that, that I that I don't know if they know about this, uh, about this, particularly some of the, you know, the, the uh, one of the organizations that I work with and one of the people I work with in and, and the activism side, the, you know, the peace movement and things like that is a woman named Eleanor Goldfield that actually does the theme song for my show. Uh, and she's a poet as well, and she's a, this, this, this is right up for Ally. I'm going to let her know that this is going on. She probably has stuff to uh, put in there right away, and and there's so many yeah. others. Uh, I'm glad you told me that. And I mentioned that because that's fantastic. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to be involved in these types of things, and that's the way to do it. Open, you know, uh, boots on the ground, as they say. You know, I'm a uh, i am I li- like I love well, to see action. Well, you know, a, that's great. Action.
0: They
2: always say a journey starts with the very first step. A journey of a yes, thousand sir. miles starts with the very first step. And if you go to the website, you'll see on the top it says Home, About, Album, Press, Artists, Submit Content. And if you click on that, yep. that will take you to a page and it tells you what it's all about and uh, the, obviously the terms. And then it gives you the opportunity to to actually put in a picture, put a short bio, put in your website, put in your address and, and your email address, your name. And also you can put in, as I said, um, you can either – uh, put up a poem or a piece of music, and, and it's just great. It's a great way to be involved. And of course, now with technology, it, it, you don't have to be somebody like Alan White or Patrick Moran or Julian Lennon or, or people like that. You can do something yourself, and it's a small thing, but it has a huge impact. No doubt. I
1: mean, this I'm just browsing a little bit more, um, and, and this is this is excellent. This is it, really is. You know, you get. You get caught up, in, and I'm really, I'm really sorry I missed this. I actually could have put the word out sooner, but if, you know, like you say, one step at a time. Uh, but this is a, this is amazing stuff. And to think about it: if this, if this goes as well as it could, the it creates a massive movement for peace, which is, which is yes. certainly a goal here. You know, making more people aware, uh, and then of course having worldwide collaborations, everybody from different countries knows, like, they know this, but like you mentioned, uh, Rashid, Ronnie, South Africa knows him. So, Immediately, yes. and of course, some of the other places, but you know you're reaching this out oh yeah, it's fantastic, Love his music, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We know you know we're going to listen to something that he says, we know about him. that's always been great stuff, without a doubt, you know, I know that Dan Aykroyd is politically involved in, in for example, and a lot of people do, but i don't I don't think of that, but there's even more people who don't realize that, but they know the name, of course he's so mm. he's so famous, uh so that's you know obviously going to draw it as well which which is also. Uh, which is also neat. So so getting involved is that, and then from there, what are you going to be doing?
2: Well, I've got um, I've got a lot of work in my music uh, career to work on. I've got books that are coming out. The Yes book is the first one, which comes out next month. I work on right. Classic World Radio. I'm going to be working with Yes again. Later in the year, I'm going to be working with the Moody Blues again. And uh, I've got more books planned and lots of projects. So, um, and if anyone wants to contact me, they can through the website, which is uh, classicrockradio.co.uk. And uh, they can just get in touch with me via there. If they want to know anything about anything about me or what I do or anything, um, I'd love to hear from people. But, uh, you know, the whole thing about this Action Moves People United you and I were very lucky enough to see John Lennon, who was very much a very, a big advocate and an activist for peace. And of course, a lot of people now, John's been dead 36 years, and Yoko is still around. She's still very much you know, banging the drum for peace, and right. it's great. But this, I think, this could start a movement very, very like the movement that was in the 60s, and I really hope it does because... You know we're not here on this planet for very long, and you know life is to be enjoyed rather than endured. And uh, I just think if you can have more light and love in your life, it's not a bad thing.
1: No, it is not. and That's very well stated, John. And and of course I'm putting all the websites in the chat room, and and this will be going around and and you know uh, through the through the great networks of the of, the, of peace. You know that the, the I mentioned the coffee Party radio. the one great thing about uh, what we have been able to achieve in the coffee Party is we have a, just a, our social media presence is, is pretty stout and we we have over one million people on our main Facebook page for example, and then we have a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. sub pages and then of course we're on Twitter so uh, they the we will do our part to we are totally pieces in our in our mission statement you know uh justice and and you know poverty, all those things we want to change, and so uh, yeah. Coffee Party as an organization is going to be happy to pass along this particular great work to its membership, and and of course it's going to, you know where everybody can listen to this on iTunes, and 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 you know we'll between the two of us we'll get it out there as well as possible. Well,
2: yeah, I mean uh, with, with social media is so important now, and everybody, it's I mean virtually everybody is involved in social media one way or another. We at Classic Rock Radio have a Facebook page. We have a website, a Facebook page, and we have a Twitter feed as well. And we've, I've been promoting this album the last couple of weeks since it came out. And it's, it's got a great response. And I think if everybody, if you think about it, if you have a 1,000 people who are on your Facebook page, I think we have somewhere in the region of about 5,000 on, fa- on Facebook for Classic Rock Radio. If they each have 100 people, if they all share it and, share, and get other people to share it, that's how it grows. And it's a very important yes, way of getting the message out.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah, the the uh, the, the start of this our promotion of what you were doing it went over it went over out to sixty different pages um, on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus mm-hmm. and Tumblr and all that and and again yes. like you say people will share it from there in 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 peace and. Uh, Let's let's have peace. I'm all for it. Let's you know, we I I get, I could spend my time promoting just the word peace all the time. I would be happy just that. You know, and, and well, we, person, I mean, on the
2: you know, on the website it says that, that you know, if you're gonna upload content to that, it's gotta be about the fo- one of the following categories and peace is the first thing. But it's also education, environment, culture, bridging borders, right. humanity. These are all hugely important things that should affect everybody. In fact, they do affect everybody. One of those
1: headings right.
2: will affect someone in the world.
1: Well, yeah, there's no doubt. And, and, and you know, it's interesting UNESCO and, and what their priorities are because those are the priorities. I mean, they, they are – you can never have enough education access in the world. I mean, that is so huge. And we still have parts of the world that don't even get access to books or – or our wonderful information age, as they say, and that 's mm. absurd and, and and of course, we have it even in our old countries we have we still have so many pockets of people that don 't have the proper education access because of some silly ideological argument, and because of the way money is driven in, in society and, and you know it 's gotten to the point sometimes where they make the decisions, and money only cares if it 's making money, and if it's, if that 's not happening, then we 're not going to do it. And that's not right. You know, we have, this, we have this policy at the Coffee Party, not policy, we have this belief. You know, one of the things we're striving for, I should say goal, not belief, we're striving for is big government. That doesn't mean big government, small government. It just means big government. Whatever the size, who cares? If it's being good, if it's being, if it's being frugal, if it's doing it right, uh, if it isn't just giving money over to people because they feel like it, you know, it would take so much more care of our society, and and it's like that all over the world, pretty much. You know, it's it, yeah. It, to me, this is easy to solve, but hard to get to solve. I guess would be the way to put it.
2: Yeah, I I, I can't disagree with that. I just think getting the message out is important. And um, hey, it's everybody's right to either pick it up or ignore it. And I would right. hope that people pick it up, but you know, it's your right. If it's if you're not interested. That's a shame but you know that's your right as a human being and you make that choice. Uh, I wouldn't criticize anybody for that because you know everybody has to walk their own path.
1: Yeah there's no doubt and and, and you hope that when they're doing it that they they take their fellow man and women in consideration and, and at least make room for them, equal room for them in their lives. And, again, so, there's so many little things that we can do our, our own selves to make this world better. And, and perhaps that may be the easiest thing to do is just do that, whatever whatever good each person can do. And, and you know, there's 7 billion of us out there, so that carries a lot of weight, no doubt.
2: John, I've got to tell you, it's well, been a
1: pleasure having you. I'm so happy you came on. It was fantastic.
2: Bobby, it's been an absolute privilege for me to be on your show and talk to uh, everybody who's been listening in today. Um, have a great day, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening. And hopefully our paths will, will cross again in a very positive way. I do hope so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to be on
1: the next cruise uh, to the edge, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and, and chatting when, when we can in our chaos. <laughs> trying to listen to all the music and work and stuff. And I'm sure we'll say hello at least for a second and, and I'll make a point of finding you. And, and, uh, Please I, I just really appreciate taking the time and, and uh, anything that uh, we can do here to help you guys with, uh, what these, this project, all you got to do is reach out to me and ask John, I'll be happy to do it.
2: Bobby, you are a gentleman and, uh, I love you for it. Thank you so much.
1: Take care, John. Love you as well. You you take good care, and uh, come on anytime. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much indeed.
1: John Kirkman, everybody. Uh, The great John Kirkman, uh, talking about a fantastic collaboration. This album, uh, uh, Actions Moves People United, it it is a marvelous piece. Uh, I'm going to close with that, and and I'm going to play John's number one more time. Uh, uh, everybody, I'll, I'll pay a few bills first. Of course, you know that we have a number of shows on Coffee Party Radio. Uh, on Saturday, we have Politics and Right with Alberta Willis at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, on, on Tuesday, we have a Muslim and Catholic Wake Up in America with Issa Hodge and Common Cal. That is a Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Wednesday night, we have the Greg Joe Grumbine and the, the Human Solution International with a cup of Joe uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as well. And on Thursday we have uh, three different shows that air during the month. We have the Conscious Bridge with Mark Gilbert. We have the Great Janine Loudon with Lunch with Loudon, and then we have Living Room Conversations by the Organization Living Room Conversation. And then on Friday, at three p. Oh, that's at three p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Every Thursday, uh, the Conscious Bridge, Lunch with Loudon, and the Living Room Conversation. And then on Friday at three p.m., we have your weekly constitutional with Stuart Harris from James. Madison, you. Coffee Party Radio is coming at you uh, six days a week. We look to have our seventh show coming out here pretty soon. Glad that everybody stops by. Please stop by our website, www.coffeepartyusa.com. Uh, check out what we're about. We're going to uh, close the show with, uh, like I said, I'm going to play Color in the Sky again. This is the great John Kirkman along with Rod uh, Lonnie.
3: I looked up into the sun, warm on my face. The sky so blue, just like I could dive into it and feel it between my toes. There, high above me, the flags of nations waved, caught up in the breeze. A beautiful rainbow, colors and shapes dancing, kissing, swirling around each other, Flying high above the chaos Every flag was different from the next And they didn't care about the politics and the struggle Colours taking wing As a sky full of birds or butterflies Of northern lights majestic Colours Music Dance Flavours in this moment I see so clearly We are so rare A tapestry of the finest thread. This life so precious, our job is to fill it with the wonder and awe of the world we call home. Drink it up, the sweet nectar of us. Don't waste a drop. Colors in the sky, colors down below, all swirl together in a beautiful rainbow. The flags of nations, the skin of peoples, of shapes and sizes, of walks of life. What makes us different makes us interesting. The music, our dance, the food, our flavor, a bouquet, a tapestry.
1: That was John Kirkman and Rashid Lani from the album Actions United, Action Moves People United, But you can find out at actionmovepeopleunited.org. Please stop by. I really appreciate John Kirkman coming on the show tonight. Of course, all our listeners, thank you so much for spending part of your Sunday with me, Bobby Rodrigo. I take liberty with my coffee. Please check out my website, I take liberty with Itakelibertywithmycoffee.com, coffeepartyusa.com. Be seeing you next week. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your day and a fantastic week. Peace, love, all the time. Have a great day.